0: Episode four, episode four, Red red Walls. walls. (laughs) (laughs) Episode four, Red Walls. walls. Peter Paradox, pumpkin eater. eater. Millipede the mole, beat him better. better. Sit in my foxhole, acting cool. A polished M60, my new favorite tool. What's up with the weather? It's pissing down acid. This town's made of spastics, looking hot and mighty wretched. Jenkel's got rabies, little hate babies. He runs up and down the walls, sorting out who hates him. Then he sets off another Falklands war. Uh, i get started in a sec. Uh, just give, hey Fuzzburn, where's my beer? Just get off the dining and get me a few canisters of alcohol. This so time, make sure you give me that Bellwood Baltic Porter, all right? Don't get that bloody Ringwood bitter. Just bloody learn how to read, your bloody American high oh, school blues. Uh, excuses, excuses, all right, are what a lazy man does when he doesn't know how to look at a task and smash it out of the sky. I'm mean, going wake up, fuzz, Burn you ignorant scab. Thanks, mate. Now go and wipe your ass. Alright, so, look, it's been an interesting, quote-unquote, week. Mo- more of the same. You know what I'm talking about? Mountains of hope, which I make it halfway up, then come rolling down in a lethargic, drunken frenzy. We keep getting beaten up by the old men who've declared war on us. I had an offer from Harry the Squat to sign up with some free courses, quote unquote, at some university in town. I forget it was Sinburn. If it was Sinburn or Royal Melbourne Igloo of Therapy or Lost Trapdoor, or University of issue. whatever. They're all the same. Anyway, whatever it was... Has a claimed he could help me out, help me to get off these benefits and get me some new Oz studies. I could basically study, quite unquote, to help me get a job as a yuppie man again, or getting a lot of cash to spend on nana wardings, blood burgers, and wherever we, you know what I'm saying? I was told to go to some open night to check it out and have a captain cook, a bit of a goosey gander at what this fantastic opportunity for daredevils look like so i've got i've powered up skeletor towards the inner city i'm blaring the latest tape by himmler and the funky rats and I, I had seen them recently at the skate ranch late one night and they blew the roof off mate it was better than the time motorhead played there in 84. gee the song unplugged the portal that's a real powerhouse Particularly when the lead break culminates in this sort of audio sample and their drummer chainsawing a cow in half. So I rock up at this university building, a locked up Skeletor out the front as the sounds of a screaming chainsaw is covered by a screaming dying cow, covered by my own farties which I've hooked up to a microphone to my harness and which is hooked up to a loudspeaker which I would stolen off a World War II German Stuka attack bomber. What an entrance, hey? Wow! Now, when I got in, at first they thought I was a Wookiee or something, you know what I mean? Staggering out of my vehicle. And they stared at me for probably two to three hours until they saw the massive new graffiti on the side of Skeletor, which said, I have secrets! In the shape of dollar signs anyway. I had that written on the side of Skeletor. Out the front of this big building there were all these faculty staff, heavy women women in pathetic 70s gear with short hair and even weirder guys with glasses and like crappy beards. I mean what what was this? A bloody hippie town? So, I walked into the uni's convention centre and they give me some cheap pamphlets or something with info on community centres, pathetic drawings of American hunks in suits doing office work and all other sort of highly motivating materials, and I was already, I felt sick by all this crap within the first 23 seconds, and they were I mean, they're obviously out of touch, they don't know what they were talking about. And they're talking, they don't know that they're talking to a pretty, me, a pretty much victorious and troubled street hero. So we got into this pedestrian presentation in this old dusty hall, and there's loads of these sort of middle-aged white university staff, and they're all smiling, and they're just talking like patronizing prison wardens to the crowd. So I saw, sat next to this guy, he looked like he'd stepped out of coal mine. Completely covered in soot and grease. And he was all right, he just quietly handed me a tinny. We just sat back observing this bloody ridiculous circus. Now, this keynote speaker comes out, and I'm telling you, he looks like John Lennon had been reborn in, into a dusty maggot with a gray jacket. He's got arm patches on the elbow and this sort of commie style beret. And just, I mean, you know, just pathetic, right? And this guy, to top it all off, he starts talking about affirmative action or something and saving Albert Park, something like that, tag swans or bloody geese or ducks or, ducks or ducks or something And I've just laughed because I've been using Albert Park as a race track for you know, about five years. And me and me new mate, the coal digger, well, by this stage, we're pretty pissed because he's got an esky there and he's just sinking load after load, a whole bunch of non warding ales. And as we sat there, I'm, I'm reflecting back over the last few months, sort of a bit of a time to think, and I start, as I do that, I'm starting to nod off too because I'm pretty tired. And, I'm, and as I nod off, I'm picturing getting kicked in the balls by this old grey-haired man who'd been terrorizing us since they came in their bloody Mitsubishi like, Pajeros and Jaguars throwing their gold ring fists at our bloody and stone faces. So I'm having this dream and I'm getting whipped by one of these rich men. When I woke up in fright and I leapt out of my chair and I'm, I'm blurting out they're gonna rip out my balls. balls. Cairns, Cairns is the capital. Is the capital. capital. And to my, and to my, amazement, my amazement, 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 amazement and embarrassment, the whole room it just it just turned around to see me standing, holding my wadding ale, which I've spilled all over can't me, can't you know, balls and that, and dribbling, and I'm staggering around to the music in my wicked brain, and I kept scratching my neck as, also because I developed a massive ball kind of pimple after I'd been bitten by one of Jenkel's pet nits. So what do we do? Well we drank more and we listened more and I fell asleep again and did some more sleep punching like Bruce Lee. And three hours later we had a ch- we got a chance to meet these Intellectual Uni waste or it's about free courses. So there, there's this line in the foyer and you can speak to one of the dingbats. And I just dropped a massive fart then, and the crowd just, they just fled, they ran for it, you know, and they ran to vomit on themselves and write news reports about the stench of previous corpses seeping in the corners of our world. Well, oh, I was next in line, you know, <laughs> and I was given a number and I was told to work up the dust, walk up the dusty steps to this brown, cold looking building to some dusty room where. I had a meeting with some lezo about three free courses or something and she was bloody patronising, calling me a big sad man who needed a helping hand, all that crap and I just drank and walked to the next meeting and to my horror, these white, overweight, middle-aged women with short hair and bloody um, glasses and spectacles and and woolen shawls made me go to eight flipping bloody freaking crap and fucking flipping eight meetings and I descended this ridiculous brutal architecture in some inner city city area for hours and hours and I was going from meeting to one meeting to the other and these drongo bitches kept getting me to answer questions and complete forms of blank quizzes and do psycho testing and each room I'm just I'm just getting more and more angry my faces get redder the massive pimple ball on my neck's just bulging and pulsating like in crimson ticking anger And they must have been trying to work out how many people i killed you know and well I, I mean I haven't yet so I was told to go to one more meeting to the head of the whole institute to speak to the last person who'd decide whether I was eligible or not to go in this training course where I was supposed to study and supposed to get paid, paid for it. Free money for being a lazy government slacker, in other words. And I was really pissed off because this rubbish place and it's all this bureaucratic minefield, I was just pissed off. But I didn't give up, I, I just kept going, I persisted. And on the way to the last meeting, I went into the dunnies to take a slash because I've been drinking heaps. I've just been inhaling beer after beer for bloody all afternoon. And I, I've looked in the mirror and I look like hell. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm just like blinded by none of weddings. And I could see a massive white ghost which had turned into this massive red ghost and I looked like a WWF wrestler, and I'd done I, I, something I hadn't said. I was I'd done a truckload of speed, and I was about to explode into a shitting rage. That's where I was at. I splashed vodka from the vodka fountain onto my face, and I took a deep breath. And I walked out to the last meeting. I was all right, get in the right right mindset, and pretty soon you know it's pretty soon it's going to be over, and I can get the hell out of it, So I sort of psyched myself up. I've walked into this larger room, it's up the top level, and I heard this bloke's voice, and this time he's, he just says in his voice, he goes, approach, pro And I was actually surprised, because it's the head of the building, and it's a non-lesbian. So I've come into a large room with a tim, this sort of timber panelling, large desk at one end of the room, floor to ceiling windows. It's a great view, but it was a factory's there's also sorts of parks and sewer farms and all that out in the background. The walls, they're lined with certificates. They've got medals, art, caked feces, the works. Now, and this so this Blake continues to stand with his back to me. He's just looking off into the distance with a glass of whiskey in his hand. Like a real successful sort of chap. And he's wearing this brown 70s kind of suit. He's sort of boarding, he's got glasses. And he, so he looked like a sort of a sick Roger Rogerson, Roger-son mixed with an intellectual, intellectual car salesman. <laughs> that You know, it's a stereotype, but that's what he looked like. And I sat there for at least 58 seconds, I reckon, until he looks at my paperwork. And he's still facing the window, he's not looking at me. So moments later he asks, mm, Reginald, what are your plans And I went out on as an answer, I go out on this rant about how I want to become a stalker, stalker, an unpaid street vigilante, an illegal street hero, at the same time sort of running my own business as a spider and monkey breeder. And he so he cuts me short though, he doesn't let me finish. And he he says, he raises his voice and sort of assertive and he goes, I meant What are your plans for the nocturnal village? Mate, I went into shock. How did he know about this? Was he the government spies trying to ruin our doll and take our government housing away from us? I sat in silence and terror. All of a sudden he turns around. Now, my heart froze. My face and arse were just drained of colour. It was one of those sadistic animals who'd beaten us up with the other middle-aged yuppies in their Ford LTDs. He goes on. Reginald, we've got plans for your dwellings. Me and the boys are powerful, (laughs) hunky, rich, respected and violent men that will do what the hell we want to do to get the job done. We are going to bulldoze bulldoze the nocturnal village and build the greatest hotel in the east. We are going to call it Cyclops Hill and you are going to give us the land. Well, I shook with anger. My face was red enough already but it just exploded deeper and deeper into deep purple and red and my massive volcano of a pimple on the verge of imminent napalm. I just reached into my combat jacket and got ready to pull out my sawn off shotgun. I was gonna blow this rich bastard scum to kingdom come. As my cramping finger touched the trigger inside the combat jacket, he continues in this monotonous voice. This is what he said. I'm a patient man and I've run out of patience. If you guys leave I'll provide all of you with courses to this institute where you'll get paid the big bucks for being on our books. You don't even have to rock up and listen to these boring trotsky eyes. We at the Box Hill Preservation Society, we do have standards. You guys are lower than scum and we want you out. This offer stands for one week. Then we'll come to the nocturnal village with more cricket bats than you have eyelashes on your eyes Consider my offer. (laughs) Then he turned around facing the window. As he finished, I lunched. This is. When I look back, I've I've surprised myself actually. I've lunged forward in a megastrophic rate, screaming in this emotional scream. Oh, I'm gonna shoot that face! Just as I was pulling out my sawn off. I reached the pinnacle of my non-steroid rage. I looked at him and then said, Game over, Game pink, over pink balls. balls! All of a sudden a massive explosion and blood was sprayed into my eyes. Oh well, more prison time I thought. As I wiped the blood off my face, the shotgun went off. BWANG! <laughs> bang. And shot the windows out of out with both barrels of the bogan busting back. As the glass shattered, Blood started to sting my eyes and I started to scream. I mean it really stank. I dropped down and started weeping as the blood felt like acid. Had I shot one of those poor predator things which bleed acid? At that moment it clicked. Good one, imbecile. I heard above me. I looked through my blurry bloody eyes to realise the grey haired fashion was standing above me as I saw his polished brown shoes. Then I realised that me sawn-off shotgun only had two bullets and i just fired them through the window behind him. What was the first explosion? Where did all the bloody pussy mess come from? I touched me neck and realised the unfortunate incident. My festering pimple had exploded and it was blinding me bloody dinkum eyes. In a few moments of chaos, I dropped Charlton, that's the name, Shotgun, and ran out as the old guy laughed at me like a G.D. Jackal. So I staggered out of this commie building, oh my head's spinning. Got cars whizzing past, and I'm on day, I'm, days. I'm just standing there. Everything seems really bright. What the hell just happened? How powerful are these men? Oh, what am I going to do? What's my blood's blinding me? Oh. I spent the next three hours or three to 3.5 hours driving Skeledor home. It was bloody terrifying. I was literally driving blind. Not like when I'm drunk, but was blinded by my own poisonous pus. Running red lights, I was getting honked. I was even getting chased by the jacks for a minute or two. Now I was hitting quite a wide range of animals, Uh, I had my book um, Native Flora and Fauna of uh, Victoria so I was sort of looking up what animals I was hitting as I ran them over just as a bit of study and I was smashing into trees, parked cars, cardboard cutouts of Stinger standard all the way. By the time I got home my vision came back so that was all right and I realised the reason for my radioactive blood I'd been sculling magic mushroom sauce along with Ajax the night before and I'd forgotten about it. And the pimple fortunately released it before the poison killed me. Talk about a blessing, eh? Well, I looked at Skeletor and I thought, Hypie Crumbos looked like a macabre medieval barbecue. It was in that much of a mess. There was dead dogs underneath, trees, milkshakes, cop bikes, videotapes submarine parts and whatnot smashed all over it. No dead bodies though, so I won't get into any trouble whatsoever, I, I stepped away, did some thinking about the situation and after kicking back, draining my bloody pus pimple um, and sculling some nana waddings, it suddenly came to me, the solution was clear, no more getting stoned, no more wasting time, there was only one way forward. Ninjas